How is it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 63 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, Tom and I will be continuing our assessment of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Plus, we'll be catching up on the Chiefs' easy breezy win against the Rams before we check in on the Arrowhead Pride power rankings and end with our preview of the Chiefs' Week 13 matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. But first... Manchester United man to strike, however you look at it. And it is Rashford! And it is absolutely magnificent. What a strike from Marcus Rashford. He's won the ball. For it to go Kane's way. And there's Foden! England running away. Like cherries, it's good to touch. The green, green grass of Phillips. Over the top for Rashford. Wilson and Foden in the box. Rashford. Absolutely brilliant. A rejuvenated Marcus Rashford is running riot for England. And he's just brought up a milestone because that is England's 100th goal scored at the World Cup final. Still standing, though the paint is cracked. So we've just watched England have gone through to the last 16 and so have the United States of America. They've got through to the last 16 on the same night. Uh, England topped the group. I'll just point that out first. You know, England topped the group, Group B. And uh, yeah, USA have just kind of followed up there by beating Iran 1-0. Very close game though, but um, excitement all around on this podcast because beforehand, weren't we, mate? We were talking about England versus USA, we were going to build it up massively, we were going to be, you know, really laying it on thick against the Americans, and some people probably think we were running scared a little bit, that the fact that we didn't make that podcast, but there is actually a few reasons why we didn't make the podcast last week, wasn't there, Tom? Yeah, I'm ill. Like You're ill. You're really <laughs> ill, man. <laughs> who, who decided to put a World Cup in the middle of winter, in the middle of cold and flu season? Like, I'm fuming right now, because my World Cup's ruined. Like, normally, I drink copious amounts of alcohol during a World Cup, during the Euros. But since last Tuesday, I've just been ill. I've had, like, the flu constantly. Like, I'm having to mute the mic constantly just so I can have a little, little coughing fit on the side. And it's just, yeah, I, there was no way in hell I could record a podcast last Tuesday. Now, I know some of you who follow me on Twitter probably thought, well, I saw your Twitter on Monday when England were playing. 
and you were a right mess. And you would be right. I was a mess. But I was also in bed by seven o'clock in the evening that on that Monday because I was so drunk. I, I just come home, fell asleep to the USA Wales game. But that had nothing to do with why there wasn't a podcast last week. I no, no, woke zero, up zero. or whatever on Tuesday, whether I caught COVID in the pub, I don't know. Something happened to me on Sunday or Monday last week and I caught this horrible virus and I've just been suffering ever since. And this just really annoyed me because like, it's kind of like dampened my World Cup a little bit. Like The World Cup's been great. It's been amazingly entertaining, but I've not been able to enjoy it how I want to. And that's why you didn't get a podcast last week. I would have loved to have come on here last Tuesday and gone crazy saying <laughs> we're gonna beat you here's revenge for 1776 all this stuff and whatnot would have said all sorts to you guys and obviously it didn't turn out that way england and usa played out the most boring uh board draw of all time yeah but i would have still said those, those things before the podcast i was gutted honestly brad i was gutted we couldn't record last Tuesday, especially after what the chiefs did to the charges as well like a, a podcast yeah. after that game would have been so much fun but we just we just couldn't make it work no, we couldn't. And there was another reason, obviously, uh, with Tom being ill, I couldn't actually uh, record a podcast, even though I took all the equipment with me because I was actually in Manchester for uh, a conference with my work. But then it was I had to go out on the night to actually schmooze the clients as well. So it was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm really going to have to work work my tail off here to, uh, you know. Do you ever just... mention the Chiefs in like clients meetings? Like, I, I do. Actually. Have... <laughs> you? You're so sad. <laughs> what do you do. say? Do you know, it's funny because um, whenever we talk about like, you know, when you have to introduce yourselves when you're going around the table and stuff like that. Yeah, right? sure. And, and when they say it as well, do uh, say something that is an interesting fact about you. Right? <laughs> what do I bring up? I bring it up all the time. I bring it up all the time. I'm Brad Simcox. Now I won an Emmy Award with the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> so uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of my colleagues are getting bored of that now. So I'm gonna have to find something else to win. Probably. Do you not mention this? Do you not mention our? Oh, my name's Brad Simcox, and I get paid to talk about the Chiefs once a week. <laughs> no, that's the follow up. <laughs> oh, is that's it? Okay. Yeah, that's the follow up. Um, so and my got... best friend Tom, he's got a blue tick on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Didn't so, pay uh, for. <laughs> shout out to some of my colleagues and, and obviously some of the clients that I work with who have probably tuned into this podcast to listen to it because uh, I do shout about it quite a bit. This podcast. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I better behave myself actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, the World Cup, mate. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on it because it is a very unusual time to have a World Cup, and you've mentioned it mm-hmm. previously that you know Winter World Cup. Um, we're all getting flu. We're all getting sick. Um, but the football at the moment, there seems to be a narrowing in the golfing mm-hmm. class in quite a few games now, isn't there? Yeah, apart from England Wales, like yeah, for <laughs> like, the game we just watched, like the game that finished literally half an hour ago, that wasn't in any shape or form. Um, <laughs> Wales, how they got to a World Cup is beyond me. But you're right, that gap is closing, and what we're seeing, the result of that gap closing, is some fantastic football matches. Like I know, and a lot of people. I saying a lot of bad things about Qatar holding the World Cup. Some of them justified, some of them not. But um, you, it's hard to argue with the football that's on display at the moment in this World Cup. Like I love the World Cup; it's my favourite sporting event and all of, of of everything. But I believe that this is probably my second or third favourite World Cup so yeah. far that I've personally watched. Like, it, yeah, it's just been excellent. I think the standard of the football being played is excellent. I think that the, there's there's not the, you don't, haven't got like the true superstar power that World Cups normally carry because yeah. Messi's aging, Ronaldo's aging. Yeah, you've got players like Mbappe who are true superstars. But there's no like 
in other previous World Cups, there's been an abundance of superstars. That's not really there. But overall, the whole team play, the standard of play, the attacking football on display has been really good. Like you've, you're seeing teams now high press, which is like the next evolution of football. And I think that the high press has just led to some really open attacking games. Like you saw yesterday, was it Cameroon versus Serbia, Friel? Then you had Ghana. They played, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they won 3-2 as well. South Korea, they played them 3-2. I think the England-USA game was probably the most boring game of the World Cup so far. And that was just two teams <laughs> that were almost playing for a draw. But even yeah. still, England, the, the favourites of that game, were stifled by like really good coaching by USA. And I, I just think that goes to show like how much the standard of football has risen. And this World Cup, like for every all the bad things, all the negative things people want to say about it, you cannot argue with anything we've seen on the pitch so far. What we're hit, what eight days, nine days into the tournament, and it's it's been fantastic so far. Yeah, it's been very unpredictable, and uh, like I said, it has been a very very different uh, feeling for this World Cup. I mean, I I don't feel like at the moment this is a World Cup. This is that's what I that's what I honestly feel. I know you've been enjoying it. I have been enjoying some of the games, but it doesn't feel like the World Cup because. You don't have that time off work to go and watch the games with your mates, to go down the pub, to go and watch, you know, watch it on the screens and stuff and sit in the beer gardens and stuff like that. So it it, it does have a different vibe to it. And we all seem to be kind of, well, apart from you, who goes out around London and he starts loading it up and then says he's ill the next day. Um, you know, we, we a lot of people will be sitting in the house, you know, with a fire on and that and watching the game. So it's... It has a bit of a feel to it, but I think now with the later rounds coming, uh, obviously we're, we're getting teams into the last 16. Congratulations, England. Congratulations, USA. We're going to start seeing um, that standard of football just basically levelling up each time now, each week now, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And it will help, obviously, when there's just a single game on and three o'clock in the afternoon over here, ten, uh, nine o'clock in the morning in Kansas City, and then you've got the later version, the one o'clock in the afternoon in Kansas City, seven o'clock over here. Game and obviously it will help the fact that England their next game is against Senegal is on a Sunday evening. Now we do have a problem here, yeah, because I just did, did just <laughs> say it was on a Sunday evening, and now I've already booked. I know we'll talk about the Bengals a little bit later on in the preview, but I've already booked to go to a pub on Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. As soon as England went two 0 up today, I booked my place at a pub in Leighton on Sunday. There's eight of us going. I've got it booked from half five to half nine. At half past nine is exactly half past nine UK time is exactly when the Chiefs and Bengals will kick off. <laughs> so I, I've got a feeling that this Chiefs game, this Bengals game, might be the first game in years that I've missed watching live for the Chiefs because I just don't think I'm going to be in any uh, shape to watch the game. Yeah, and that means we probably won't have another podcast next week. Is that what you see? Yeah. <laughs> Tom's going to be ill again. Yeah, just <laughs> like, like as we said before, the NFL and the World Cup at the same time. It just it can't work. It can't work. It's too. It's like the other day I was watching Spain versus Germany on my phone and Red Zone on the TV. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, what's going on? <laughs> we can't have that. <laughs> we haven't got enough TV screens. That's the that's exactly. The issue. That's the issue. Um, now. It has been a bit of an ease for England, obviously, getting through to the last 16. Obviously, there was a bit of a, you know, it was a drab game against the USA. We will just skip over that. But uh, the ease of it almost kind of spilled into the uh, the Chiefs game and the Chiefs-Rams game because that was yeah. another easy, breezy game. But it was a ball fest. Yeah, it was. We, it was we were almost went to that game. ball fest. It was horrible. We, we were going to go to that game. Really I know. Well. I actually got an alert from... Can you imagine? Yeah, we... We've gone over there. 
we watched England in the power and light, right? Nil nil, yeah. board board draw. And then we go to the, 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 the Chiefs Rams game where it's yeah, it's a win, but my god, it was painful to watch, wasn't it? And we were gonna go to KU last night and they won by forty points. <laughs> yeah. Right. We like close games. We you know, we like a close good fight out, good shootout. That's what we like, don't we? Yeah, it was boring, wasn't it? The the Chiefs Rams game. Like it was. It was it was annoying because I really wanted to go to bed. And but the the Chiefs just would not put the Rams to bed. They just wouldn't let them die. And it really annoyed me. Like the Chiefs moved the ball almost at will against the Rams. And then for whatever reason, he got to the red zone and it was just bad. It was bad, bad, bad execution. Some people say bad play calling. Yeah, probably. But also bad execution from the Chiefs part. You can say the Rams are they played their part. I suppose they did. But to go to the red zone really? and what? And like, what was it? Six trips to the red zone? Yeah. Five field goals, was it? The Bucker? Bucker yeah. must have been knackered yeah, by yeah, it. Was only one, the one success it was, just, six. it was, and because the Rams are so poor offensively and they offered nothing throughout the game, mm. it's just, it was just a boring, boring game. I remember I, I, I said to you guys after the game, I was like, that game bored me to tears. And it's like, that is something I never never say about the Chiefs. The, the, the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs never bore me. Yeah. But they genuinely did on Sunday. It was just, it, do you know what it felt like? It felt like we were watching Tom Brady's Patriots from like the, the I don't know, the early 2010s, like that teens, when when all the AFC East teams were right like when they were yeah. awful yeah and you just red zone would switch to a patriots game and they were like oh the patriots are 21 7 up there's there's no danger here and yeah. they'd show about five minutes of it and you think no, that we've had enough of tom brady let's turn let's switch switch games <laughs> i do and that every that, week that's what it felt like for the chiefs rams game like we were meant to be excited about this game this game was in the preseason. You looked at it and you think, wow, Chiefs versus the Super Bowl champs. The Chiefs are finally going to get their hands on the Rams after not playing them in the Super Bowl uh, two of the last four seasons when they probably should have ended up playing them there. Chiefs' fault, not the Rams. And um, yeah, you're thinking, right, we're finally going to get hold of them. And then for whatever reason, the Rams season just has just completely derailed. It's yeah. You can blame it on Les Snead. You can blame it on Sean McVay. You can blame it on injuries. You can blame it on offensive line play. You can blame it on all sorts of things. But for whatever reason, the Rams season when has just, just been a complete disaster, an yeah. example of how not to defend the Super Bowl title. Like the Chiefs went, what was it, 15-2 and two or 15-1, and one, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. They went 14-2, and two, didn't they, the year yeah. after that they – they they won the Super Bowl. Put up Bowl. a fight at least. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Chiefs went 14 and two. The Rams are what now sitting what three and seven is it now that their record is? They just they might just, as well just tank now. It, it was never a contest. It yeah. there was a reason why. If you read the arrowheadpride.com predictions, every single writer had them winning by at least double um two two scores. It's just because they're awful. Yeah. They're an awful team. And the Chiefs got a lead early. And as soon as Travis Kelsey scores that first touchdown, I was just like, well, here we go. Hurry up and put them to bed because I want to go there too. What what's what's the big difference that's happened from the Rams? I can't put well, my finger on what it is that's that's changed. They, they just went all in and went on the Super Bowl. They won that Super Bowl. Fair play to them. Yeah. It, it worked out a treat for them. But now they're suffering for it. They have no depth. They have no offensive line. They got no cap. They're injured. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're just they're just battered all over the shop. They don't have any. They're battering each other. 
for example, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. They're, just, they're just a car crash of a team. And like they're paying the price now for winning yeah. the Super Bowl. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> Excuse me. There's the illness. Don't get me wrong. I would much rather be the Rams going all in and winning one than be really? the Saints, for example, really? who had the Saints had sustained success under Drew Brees from 2015. I know they won a Super Bowl with Drew Brees, but that was much yeah. earlier. Hmm. From like 2015 to 2020, the, the Saints had sustained success with with um, Drew Brees, but they never went all in on it and then they never won a title. So it's, um, I'd much rather though, be the Rams than say the Saints were. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I mean, now surely the Rams are just going to hit rock bottom now. After, yeah, after but... seeing this, they, I mean, they, they're going to, I mean, they've they, they, they've capped up to the hills. They've got players that probably ain't going to be around there much longer anyway. Yeah. Um, they're going to have dead cap all over the shop, all over the shop. It, yeah. It's just going to, over this, over the next, what, five, six, probably, probably even longer years than that, the yeah. Rams are going to be an absolute, Dog franchise, agreed. But as an Arsenal fan, <laughs> you can't help but get annoyed or slash jealous of Stan Kroenke going all in on one of his teams. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, can't really complain. I, I I would much rather have the the hardware than not. So, can't really be too angry if you're a Rams fan. Yeah, I suppose if you haven't won a title in so long, you as a fan, you'd be happy if the team just goes. You know what? This is our year. We're just going to go all in on it. And get that Super Bowl, and if yeah. you get it, great. The fans are going to celebrate it forevermore. Um, yeah, because it doesn't always work. Remember, it doesn't, doesn't always work. work. I was about to look, say, look that, at yeah. the AFC West. <laughs> look at the AFC West. All. Like, yeah. Going all in does not does not work. So for it to for it as a GM from Les Needs' point of view, for them to go all in, yeah. get that Super Bowl, and then suffer afterwards, it won't matter because his original plan of going all in. Mm. Worked is when you go all in, don't win the Super Bowl, yeah, and then turn to pot. That's when you've got a problem. Yeah, that's what, what the Denver Broncos are going to have for the next few years. That's what the Raiders are going to have for the next few years. There's a, there's a lot of teams out there that are going all in, yeah, and they are going to suffer for it in the future. And it looks like right now they're not going to reap the rewards of going all in either. So, yeah. yeah. I was going to go ahead and, and talk about a bit more about the game and, and some of the things that happened in there, but just what you were saying there about the, the AFC West, I mean, the, the Chiefs have practically won the title in November. Yeah. Um, and looking at the table, it's, I mean, it, it it's over. That That's how I look at it now. It is over, is the AFC West and the teams that are under us. I mean, yeah, there, there might be a bit of a late surge from the Chargers because they're obviously getting some injured, injured players back, some key injured players back. But, the Raiders, the Broncos, they're out of it for sure. But the only yep. ones that really kind of clinging on to the coattails at the moment are the Chargers. But there isn't enough games for them to actually do that, especially when we've got the actual head-to-head as well. So how do teams beat this Chiefs team? How do they topple this Chiefs team? Because everybody was predicting that because Mahomes has lost a weapon, a huge weapon, let's, let's, let's say that, but they've brought in weapons and it hasn't materialised. It just no. hasn't hasn't happened, and and you you you're right, isn't it? You're saying you know a lot of the time, a lot of the, these GMs are thinking, right? Let's bring in the big player. Like you know, we're a quarterback away. We used to, we used to say that about the Broncos a lot. They're a quarterback away from actually being a contender. They get the quarterback who we all think is going to be, and it hmm? really doesn't work. 
I mean, have we ever been so wrong about something in our entire lives? I think, yeah, like, well, has, <laughs> yeah. and it's not just us. There's a lot of people like, oh, yeah. The, the AFC West in general, a lot of people were wrong about in the preseason and the off season, but that particular player, I think, it surprised me. It surprised like, me. I, I think everyone was. Most people were on board with that trade as a good trade mm-hmm. for the Broncos, but it's just not worked out. It, it really hasn't. And this is where you have to play. Uh, give kudos to the Rams. They traded for Matt Stafford. They gave gave away Jared Goff and some picks to get Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford comes in first year, bam, Super Bowl. They win it. So that's why you have to give them some props. You mentioned about the Chiefs, though, and Patrick Mahomes in particular. It does help that when you have an offense where he is so willing to spread the ball around. He passed to 10 different receivers on Sunday. Again, it's... 10 different... Sorry, 10 different players caught passes from Patrick Mahomes. Not all receivers. Not all receivers, okay? But 10 different players caught uh, passes from Patrick Mahomes. That is ridiculous. The way he's spreading... The way he's spreading the ball about at the moment is just insane. Right, his, his... the people that caught passes from him and how many they got on Sunday. And this is courtesy of our friend Matt McMullen from the mothership, chiefs.com. Okay, right. So Travis Kelsey, four for 57. Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, four for 56. Juju Smith-Schuster, three for 38. Sky Moore, five for 36. Jared McKinnon, three for 26. Justin Watson, two for 26. Tight end Jody Fortson, our man, two for 26. Ronald Jones, welcome back. Uh, one one catch, 22 yards. Zay Pacheco, one catch, 17 yards. Noah Gray, two catches for 16 yards. How? It's even, just, isn't it? Just, just how? Like, they cannot all be like first read plays. So it can't be just like, oh, I'm going to have one read. I'm just going to pass it to that guy. You're not, I'm not sitting, I'm, I, I refuse to believe that Andy <laughs> Reid is drawing up plays where Ronald Jones is like the primary read straight off the snap, where just Jody Portson is the primary read, unless it's a jet sweep round like Will Rout yeah. that you run against the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Chargers. But I'm not, I, I refuse to believe that there are all these plays where these players are the primary read and Mahomes is getting to them immediately. He is just playing on a, on a different level at the moment where he is standing in the pocket. He's been protected well enough and he is just reading defenses and he is just carving them up. Yeah. That's insane. 10 players caught passes. And this is from an offense where last year it basically went through two players. Yeah. Two. Two, One and of that was left and having yeah. an all pro season in Miami. And instead of replacing that guy with a like for like, or even attempting to replace that guy with a like for like, they just decided, ah, f- we're just going to pass it to everyone. Yeah. Okay. It's no longer f- Tyreek's down there. Uh, Tyreek's down there somewhere. Get One of my receivers. I'll it to anyone that's open, anyone that's down there. That's what it is. And I'm sorry that you're going to have to use the quack quite a lot in this show already, but that's yeah. what it is. And remember, this was on Sunday. When we didn't have McCole Hardman, we didn't have Kadarius Tony, the same Kadarius Tony that everyone is now saying is potentially our number one wide receiver after being in the building a month. Yeah. <laughs> a month. Yeah. It's just this guy. And I know he wasn't at his best on Sunday in terms of the red zone. I know he threw that ridiculous mm. no look interception. But part of me thinks that that Mahomes is just as bored as we were. And he just thought, ah, I'm just going to try this. Let's see if it works. This will spice things up. (laughs) You're just like, you're watching this guy at the moment and there's just no one even close to his level. So to answer your question, and I know I took about five minutes to get there. Yeah. Do you do 
to get over the Chiefs problem in the AFC West. You just leave the AFC West. That's what <laughs> you do. If you're a player, you say, I don't want any part of this. If you're a coach, you say, who else has got a job going? Yeah. Don't stay in the AFC West and try to go to toe to toe with this guy and Andy Reid. It's just pointless. It's November the 29th as we record, and the Chiefs have won the division. Yeah, come to the AFC no West. Even close to winning their division yet, except yeah, us. Exactly, but come maybe to the, the Vikings. A- the Vikings are pretty close, but like it's just insane what we're doing at the moment. Yeah, wonderful. Like I said, what I'm trying to get out of my mouth at the minute is come to the AFC West where your career is going to die. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, look at Devontae Adams. I mean, he's having a bit of issue as well at the minute at the Raiders. He's not having a great, you know, all sunshine and rainbows at the minute with uh, with, with the Raiders. And, you know, they're even talking about, you know, his car going to be staying around any longer, you know. It, it, and, and it's crazy to think that because Devontae Adams went because literally car was in the building as well and there was a bit more money there as well let's let's put that yeah let's put so. on our table as well i don't think it was all car but there is a good incentive there that he you know he he you know he's very used to to uh derek car and he seemed very quite happy but he doesn't seem that happy at the minute he's had a couple of fines as well frustration spilling over um and we've seen the frustrations that happened as well with uh russell wilson one of his players was actually in his face wasn't he on the sideline mm-hmm. Uh, really kind of like going to town on him on something. I don't know what it was about, but... Um, he said, you know, let's ride again. Let's ride. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. You say that again. You say that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I have a theory about uh, why Mahomes has 10 receivers, nine receivers every game. I think Andy Reid's got a bingo card instead of a calling card, like a, you know, like a playbook. And I think he's just ticking the players off. They're ticking the numbers off the back of the jerseys going, right, yeah. Okay. House, got it. Yeah. I think that's says so is Jodie Forson two fat ladies. Is yeah. that the new nickname for Jodie Forson? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, MVS Legs Eleven is that the one? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. I think mean, we've just started something now. Bingo, Chiefs, bingo. Hey, we should Chief? do that. We should, shouldn't we? We should do a. We should do a card, a bingo card. Yeah. Receivers. <gasps> we've just hit on something there, haven't we? There we go. Quickly pattern it before Pete comes and takes it from Win us. Win a prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Pete will be Pete will be swooping in now, getting that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, just before we move on uh, into the break, uh, I just wanted to bring up uh, a couple more things as well. Um, Sky Moore, he's not a punt returner, is he? <laughs> he's clearly not a punt returner. And uh, all yeah. of tweet, Chiefs Twitter just went completely bonkers when he muffed that uh, that punt return. But everybody's been calling for it as well because every time we saw Sky Moore, we're going, "Oh my god!" We got our hands in our face, like literally yeah. just covering our, our mouths, just thinking, "Oh god, is he going to catch it? Is he not?" And when he did it for this third time, is it third time or fourth time? Yeah, third time. Um, that was it. I, I think even Andy Reid was like, oh, I've, "I've had enough of this now. Just, just just stick him in wide receiver and see what he does." And I tell you what, he's a bloody decent wide receiver. He's a very good wide receiver. But yeah. before we like. Move on from Sky Moore. I've just got to say, like, how hard is it to catch a punt? Seriously, <laughs> like, you, you're going to talk yourself into something the next time we go over there. Somebody's going to be going, I just, right, you, I just, Tom, get down the field. <laughs> I just don't understand how it can be hard. Like, well, you've, you've we've said this about kicking field goals as well. Yeah, it? that's how not hard, hard though. Been? Kicking field goals isn't that hard. No, like every 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 Englishman should be able to hit. Well, every Englishman that's played any form of soccer yeah. slash football should be able to hit a 25 to 30 yard field goal. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of like catching a punt, the ball's just, all you've just got to do is watch the ball and let you crate it in. Like uh, maybe what they should do, they should pretend that his baby's falling out of a 
burning building. They wouldn't drop it then, would they? <laughs> Is that the training session? <laughs> Chuck some yeah, babies just, out of a burning building. He gets some scaffolding. He gets some like baby, some toy dolls. <laughs> That's how they should practice. <laughs> now on, you wouldn't drop this. So don't drop the ball. Come on, like I just, I just, I don't I understand. Suggested that as a training session. Yeah, I'd love to see you as a head coach. I really would. Yeah, I just don't get. I just don't understand how hard it can be to catch a ball falling from the sky. I just yeah. don't. It's not like the technique's hard. You're literally just watching it into your chest, and I I don't know. I, I I just every time someone muffs a punt, unless they have got someone literally in their face or they are running towards the ball, where I mm. I I do understand why that could be hard. That's more a question of their decision making more than anything else. Yeah, but technique wise, if the ball is literally just falling out of the sky, you've you've got your fair base. You've you've called for a fair catch. You've waved your hands in the air. You've got a fair catch. You can relax. Just watch the ball in. Eyes on. Catch it. Cradle it. Off, off, off you go. Treat it like gold. Treat it like a falling baby out of a burning building. <laughs> that is what you need to do. There's Come a top on. tip from uh, Tom who's never taken a, a uh, punt before. <laughs> or have you? Well. From an NFL yeah. player, let's say. You haven't taken from an NFL, NFL player. player. No, yeah, no. NFL funny, player. funny enough, like going down the park with Tommy Townsend at the weekends isn't what I normally go up to. No, is it not? Oh, no. right. Okay. Not that close to him there. Um, the uh, the last thing I wanted to mention, the Chiefs D. Um, yeah. I mean, they I'm shut down this. the Rams. They, they literally shut down the Rams passing game and the run game. Another perfect game from them, really. Um, you know, I'm so confident with this Chiefs defense now that, you know, moving forward, I'm just looking forward to the playoffs because I believe this this defense. Oh, so, I'm so glad you continued that because I thought you were going to say that awful uh, Team USA chant. I believe that we will win. You can go back to the defense in a minute, but I have to stop. That is the worst chant in all of sports. Fight and win! (laughs) Fight and win! Fight and win! (laughs) Come on, Seattle! I, I I started the other day before the England USA game. Sorry to go back to that. Yeah. I my brother was around and my missus was stood there and I started going, I believe, I believe that we will win. <laughs> and they both looked at me like, what are you doing? I went, that's a chant for sporting Kansas City. And that's what the uh, USA fans sing. And they were like, nah, that can't be real. That's got to be parody. Bam, out comes YouTube. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, but they've they've all had it stuck in their head all weekend. It's Lovely. the worst chant. It's Do you think awful. it'll take off over here? Well, did you hear that they, they? I don't know if you've seen the video. It's the American fans were singing that in the stadium on Friday night. Oh no! And um, they were going, oh, "I believe that we will win. Oh, I believe that we will win." And then apparently, England fans replied with, "What the f- <laughs> hell was that?" <laughs> oh yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, they can't chant. Americans. There's can't a lot chant. of things we do wrong in this country, but chanting is one thing we certainly do right. Oh, we we can nail a chant for, yeah. for sure. Yeah, we're good at chanting for sure. But now go go back to the Chiefs day. Talk about how wonderful they were. Yeah, I just wanted to just another shout out. I mean, every single week I seem to be calling them out by saying, "Fair one, lads." You know, I mean, yeah. we've always been wanting Mahomes to have a decent defense to back his, uh, you know, his, his high octane offense. Um, and we've got it. I believe we've got it now. I believe. <laughs> I believe that we've got it now. I, I believe, believe the Chiefs will win. <laughs> I believe the Chiefs will win. Um. Oh God, this podcast gets worse every week. I still, does, I still it? cannot believe people listen to this. By the way, um, <laughs> and review it and tell us how entertaining it is. Um, the Chiefs, Steve. But, but, but I want to talk about Chris Jones. Okay, one then, and like. Imagine turning up to work and doing something, having like a really good shift for the tenth time this year, mm. and someone going into your here you go, bud, here's a million dollars for doing so. Like, yeah. how motivated must Chris Jones? Like, I know he's a motivated guy anyway. Yeah. But how motiv- extra motivated must he have been going into that game on Sunday, knowing that he was playing against this offensive line against this quarterback? And he like, had to get like one sack to get a one sack, and you're going to get a million or one point two five million dollars. It's just mad. Like, and he is worth every single penny. He has been yeah. unreal this year. The fact that he's not in a defensive player of the year conversation is tragic. And unfortunately, Criminal. Michael Parsons is just running away with that. Yeah. But it does help that he plays in Dallas. And he is one of the main parts, if not the main part of that team, where Chris Jones plays on the same team as the MVP front runner. So he's never going to get a look in as a defensive player. That does go against Chris Jones, by the way. Yeah. I, I do believe that. But it's not just Chris Jones that's like that's producing on a high level at the moment. Legarius Sneed is balling out at the moment. He is just everywhere. We and, and you, people have probably listened to other podcasts in the week and probably heard something similar and or read something similar. But he has really replaced Tyron Matthew in a big way. Mm-hmm. He is that guy now that we can just throw anywhere on the field, whether it's up at the line, blitzing the quarterback, whether it's playing against outside guys, whether he's dropping into zone coverage in the middle of the field, where he's playing man in the slot. He is just everywhere. And I think that typified his game on Sunday. Like there was a game he blew, uh, one play he blew up a run, one play he got to a quarterback and another play where he intercepted the quarterback. He is just everywhere at the moment. And he's just such a valuable part of this defense. Now, like if you had to power rank the defensive players, your top three at the moment, probably Nick Bolton, Chris Jones, and the Jarrah Sneed in whatever order you want to say. Because if you yeah. lose any of those three players, the Chiefs defense will drop off dramatically. But thankfully now the Chiefs have three players at all different levels of defense, which are performing just as well as any of their counterparts in the NFL. And that is so valuable because once you have those pieces in place, it just makes everyone, literally everyone around them better because they just command so much attention. You're like, you're a quarterback, you're standing at the line, you look up, you're like, Chris Jones is there, Nick Bolton's there, where's LeGarrette Sneed? Oh, he's there. And you're concentrating on those three players. And then before you know it, it's other guys coming to you. Carlos Dunlap's contributing. Carlos Saunders is playing really well. The young corners are playing well. We don't hear one of Thornhill's and Justin Reed's name ever anymore. No, we don't. Yeah. We never hear their names because they're playing so well, because the Chiefs D are locking it up. When was the last time we heard Trent McDuffie's name being called? He doesn't get called either because he's playing so well. And it starts with the, the, those those three power pieces on the defense, Nick Bolton, Chris Jones, and the Jarrett Sneed. And as long as those three are on the field, the Chiefs defense will absolutely stand a chance in games and will continue to be a reason why they win games as well as Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all those other guys on offense. 
Right then, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings and we'll be previewing the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. Hi there, and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. Um, we've just been talking there during the break and uh, Tom's got a little promise he's going to make to all of you USA fans out there. Mm-hmm. So I know I was going hard on the I believe we will win chant, which is the single worst chant in all of sports history. Yeah, but we love it for that reason. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's why we do love it. But so I'm I'm just saying to Brad, as a promise to the listeners and to you guys, and more so out of my self-embarrassment, if England make the final, which what we're now three games away from them making the final. If England make the final, I go to, typically I go to a really busy pub full of England fans, hundreds of England fans. If they make the final, on the night of the final, I will try and get started. The I believe we will win chant and video record myself doing it. You're going to need a few minutes to help back you up a little bit with the uh, starting it off. Yeah, I might have to get a drum as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I reckon you could do it. I reckon you should video it as well. Yeah, I'll do that. You're going you're gonna to do that? Yeah, I'll do that. See, I've seen you drunk. You'll do anything. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let's go with that. Yeah. Anyway, I believe that we will win. This the hard part. will be doing it without putting on an American accent. That will be the hard part. Yeah, but you just it's, like you, you kind of Cockney accent, just going. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying I to. Believe we, I, we I'm trying. Win. To, I'm trying to do it now. But some, <laughs> I can't get the words out of my mouth without going. I believe. I believe. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, oh, you... I believe that we will win. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the same tune, is it? It's, it's not. not. It's not. Oh. I believe that we will win, Governor. <laughs> Why did you just go brummy? <laughs> <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I can do it. They can do them all. <laughs> this podcast has gone right downhill, mate. Anyway, um, right. Part of the show where we look at our head pride power rankings. Now, uh, Tom, um, have you had to kind of uh, take over again in the uh, in in the vote system, or have you have you just left them to it this week? Uh, are they, they, all, they are they back they on track now? now? They know where they stand. They're back um, on track. The top five's hardly moving, to be honest. I don't think it has moved. I think it's the same we as last week. We said this though, didn't we? It, it, yeah. it happens like this at this stage. Yeah, Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Cowboys. All ah, right. 49ers probably could make a play for the top five. If the Bengals beat us on Sunday, they're certainly be in the top five. Yeah. Um, the interesting ones at the bottom, though, um, the Denver Broncos are now 31st in our power rankings. That's right. No, really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, they nice. are 31st. They, nice. After losing to the Panthers, they dropped all the way to the 31st. Oh. Um, they're, they're just... We're not going to talk about them anymore, but I just find, find it hilarious that they're so low. They're dangerous. Well, that's exactly what I put. I mean, they have a dangerous problem on their hands. That's, <laughs> oh, what, that's what I put as a comment. I see what uh, you did there. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just the the, the, the power rankings, I, I feel like this is it now for the next few weeks. It's not, it's not going to move. Like, I would love to see the Broncos fall even further. Um, <laughs> what, one and more place? As, <laughs> and as long as the Chiefs stay number one. If the Chiefs stay number one, it means they're still winning games. So, yeah, um, they're number one. They'll probably stay there for a little while, I should imagine. Right then, let's preview Chiefs at the Bengals. Um, a lot of people are billing this as a, obviously a rematch of the championship game where obviously the Chiefs didn't play the best football. And 
Bengals fans have kind of got a little bit on their high horse since because, you know, they're calling it 0-2 or, you know, Mahomes is 0-2 now against Joe Burrow and that the Joe Burrow is his kryptonite and that all Chiefs fans are literally waiting for this game. Now, I can honestly say I never even give this game a thought, right? Before Wait, Sunday. And, oh, yeah, this game coming up, I had, hadn't given it a thought. Until I heard that Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon are coming back. Yeah. And I was thinking, do you know what? Yeah, they're treating this now as though they're going to try and get in the Chiefs' heads a little bit more, weren't they, with uh, with, with bringing those kind of players back? Yeah, this is a funny one. I'm I'm trying to work out who it, it matters more to. Like, the Bengals need this win because they want to win their division. Yeah. And although the Ravens lost last week and it seems you can't trust them, they still have quite an easy schedule, the Ravens. Um coming up. So you think that they're going to carry on pile and win. So the Bengals do need to kind of beat us. But at the same time, we need to win this game as well because we want to keep control of the AFC um, number one seed and uh, losing Sunday, we would probably lose that back to the Bills. I think it'll actually damage Mahomes' MVP as well if he loses. If he loses to... Yeah, I can see that. With that one, I feel like they're looking for any excuse to take it away from Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Mahomes is clearly the front runner with the bookies, but then Jalen Hurts has a performance, and like, oh, Jalen Hurts should be the MVP. Like, <laughs> that's just the way it works. People want to keep the conversation going. So obviously, if they lose to Joe Burrow on Sunday, then Joe Burrow will suddenly be in the MVP conversation. It's just, it's just the way things work. But yeah, I, this game, I'm with you. Like, I didn't look at this stretch of the season, the Chargers, Rams, Bengals, and think, ah, oh, there's where the season's going to be decided. Yeah. Like we were so fixated on the first eight games of the season mm. when we when we saw the schedule come out and we're like, oh, look at the start of the season. Oh, it's historically the toughest start in NFL history for any team based on win losses from the previous year. So we were so fixated on that that we didn't actually give this little stretch, this mini stretch of the Chargers away, the Rams at home, the Bengals away, any attention. And I think part of it is the first eight game stretch, but also part of it is is like although the Chiefs lost to the Bengals twice last year, mm. I still feel like we don't respect them. And I'll agree with you there. Yeah. And it's not that. just me. I think it's a general thing about Chiefs fans. I don't feel like they respect the Bengals. I feel like a lot of people see what the Bengals did at Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game and just go, it wasn't you. It was me. We were the, <laughs> like, the reason why we lost was because we lost, not because you beat us. Yeah. Like the Chiefs fell apart in the second half. Of the, and I, I suppose a lot of people think actually any team could have come back and beat the Chiefs with how badly they were in the AFC Championship game last year. Mm. So they kind of look at the Bengals and go, it's not like losing, I don't know, to Tom Brady in the Patriots or Tom Brady in the Bucks, where you're thinking, right, that, look, that's who you're losing to. You're losing to. Yeah a GOAT quarterback against this really good team against this loaded roster. You don't, I don't think people see the Bengals in that same respect. Now they probably deserve such respect because they're having a hell of a season and they've had a tough ride with injuries as well. And they obviously they made, they had a Super Bowl run last year, but because we as Chiefs fans are so used to us being the big daddy of the AFC, which we still are, maybe we see this Bengals team as a potential threat to it. So we just try and like 
cool it off a little bit like like just put them down wherever possible yeah. so then maybe that was the reason why when we looking in the, the off season at this stretch of games we didn't really give it a second thought because they oh it's just the Bengals we'll beat the Bengals it doesn't matter what happened last year we, we, we're going to beat them when when it comes when it comes to actual game week we're looking at it and thinking actually this is an absolute monster of a clash that could go anyway yeah I mean, Bengals aren't the same Bengals like they were three or four years ago where they were almost like whipping Oh, absolutely not. It, They're completely it's definitely different not team. That. Um, and there has to be some respect of the fact that, yeah, okay, Joe Burrow, yeah, he might, it might be because he's got the weapons. I mean, Jamar Chase is a phenomenal player. I mean, that, yeah. there's no doubt in that at all. He's, he's one of the top wide receivers in the league. But um, a lot of it, you're right, you're quite right. They've had a lot of injuries this year as well. But they've also had a, a pretty decent strength of schedule. Um, to be fair, I mean, yeah. they have beaten the Dolphins, though, which are seem to be on the rise all of a sudden. But they, mm-hmm. so th- that's a notable notable win that they've had. Um, you know, the, the but Dolphins, that was a two-less Dolphins, wasn't it? That was a two-less Dolphins, okay. but still, the Dolphins are still like the likes of Tyreek Hill there, and and obviously yeah. Jalen Waddle. Um, but you know, you've still got to beat the team that's in front of you, and 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 I suppose yeah. that that's. Even if you're looking at strength of schedule, you still have to do that, don't you? You still have to be. Yeah, yeah. and they've done it very well in recent weeks. They've been without Jamar, they've been without Joe Mixon, and they're they're winning games. Like they rode their luck a little bit on Sunday. It looked like the Titans were going to get an opportunity to go and at least tie the game and take it to overtime. But the Titans managed to balls up, they're trying to block the uh, field goal and gave away a penalty that enabled the Bengals just to kneel out the rest of the game. Mm. So they were a bit fortuitous in that fortuitous with that and they were a bit fortuitous with what happened in the playoffs last year mm. but it, it doesn't mean they haven't got big time players they absolutely have Jamar Chase oh, yeah. is a star wide receiver he's supporting cast T Higgins Tyler Boyd as good a supporting cast of receivers in the NFL that they, they, they are phenomenal yeah the Bengals defense they just have contributors over there like, there's no superstars like you could argue Jesse Bates is a superstar probably yeah yeah uh, but they, there's just contributors everywhere the likes of Trey Hendrickson joined from the Saints a couple of years ago, people thought, oh, is it a good signing? Turned out to be a great signing for them. Uh, you've got other players in there, Sam Hubbard, good player, Eli Apple, Tyreek Hill's nemesis. They they have they have enough players they have enough players on that team that they can complement the big play offense of the Bengals. Now I do think the Bengals are right up there as well. Mm. Not they're not I, for me they're not on the Chiefs Bills level they're not I think the Chiefs and Bills are a level ab- a level above mm. but the Bengals all of a sudden have just crept into that tier below the likes with the Dolphins and the Ravens and probably that's about it to be honest the yeah. Dolphins Bengals and Ravens they're in that tier below and they will be a team that you absolutely do not want to face in the playoffs I'm, I'm starting to see a trend here there's quite a few teams I don't want to play, face in the playoffs yeah. can we just play the Bits, Pittsburgh Steelers with Ben Big Ben at callback every, <laughs> yeah, what, every wild card or every yeah can we just play them yeah. But, um, yeah the Bengals they're just they're just a solid team with a big play offence and the Chiefs typically struggle against solid teams with a big play offence they struggled with the Bengals twice there's some stats going around about Patrick Mahomes and how like he's won X amount of games with with such a lead and the other two two of the four games he lost two of them against Joe Burrow he's 0-2 against Joe Burrow he's lost twice in like the space of five weeks against Joe Burrow last year that's not to say Joe Burrow is a better quarterback I just think probably Joe Burrow played better in those two games than Patrick Mahomes yeah. did what happens this Sunday I'm not too sure I, I, I think it's a revenge game for the Chiefs I'd be interested to know if they actually see it as a revenge game or not though I think Mahomes' competitiveness will want to get over, one over on Joe Burrow. Yeah. I, th- I think that's going to be clear in this game. Um, the, the the one thing that I want to note is that the Chiefs' defense is a lot different to what it was last year. Um, and yeah, 
you know, I, I think I think the corners we've got there now will be uh, they'll have a game. I think they'll 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 be up against it, especially with the you know, like we said, with the the offense that they've got. But I think they can handle it. I think they've got the confidence now with the with the, the you know the first twelve weeks under the belt. I think they've got the confidence to do it. Um, and I just think that the Chiefs, the Chiefs' offense that now that's that's the thing that kind of bothers me a little bit, and especially from the last game what we saw. The Chiefs, it's crazy to say the Chiefs' offense bothers me, but it it can be hit and miss sometimes, or it can be a bit lackadaisical at times, where mm. you expect them to really kind of blow out a team, but you always have a team hanging around because the Chiefs just really can't quite finish them off sometimes. And they can't afford to do that against the Bengals. They can't do that. That's exactly it. And um, I think that the Chiefs' defense will keep the offense in it again, as they always have done this year. But the Chiefs' offense really need to be firing on all cylinders again. And and I think I think the Bengals, they honed in quite a lot on the two main targets we had last year. Now they've got 10 targets to look out for. Um, yeah, and I think that's going to mess with them a little bit more. So I, I'm I'm confident that the Chiefs can actually you know make it work this time. I still think it's going to be a close game though. Yeah, like the, the Bengals, like the first two halves of those, well, the first halves of those two games last year, the one in Cincinnati and obviously the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs moved the ball at will. Yeah, they did. Like it was easy for them, and. For whatever reason, the Chiefs just didn't adjust to the Bengals' adjustments. And the Bengals' adjustments in the second half of the AFC Championship game weren't crazy. They just rushed free, spied, spied Mahomes, mm-hmm. and dropped seven into coverage. It wasn't exactly outworldly. We've seen teams do that all the time to the Chiefs. But for whatever reason, that day in Arrowhead, in the second half, the Chiefs just couldn't work out. And Mahomes, Tariq Hill, all these players decided to have a bad game at the same time. That's not going to happen again. Mm. Because the difference with this Chiefs team is now that if one receiver is having a bad game, you just go to another one. It's, yeah. it's simple as that. You don't stick with the same person. You don't keep force feeding the same person. And that, I'm not putting that game, by the way, entirely on Tariq Hill. He oh, had God, a bad no. game. No, no, no. Patrick Mahomes probably had a worse second half, to be honest. Yeah. But what I'm interested to see, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is will they finally get after Joe Burrow? Because they just mm. didn't last year. Like last year, everyone was beating up on Joe Burrow. He was more sacked, wasn't he, going into the Everyone uh, the was. Game. And yet yeah. we didn't. We just didn't beat up on him for whatever reason. Our defensive line just couldn't get hold of him. They sacked him a couple of times, but not enough to knock him out of rhythm. Mm. rhythm. And the one time they did get him out of rhythm, what was it, a fourth and 28? And we 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 blitzed, we blitzed didn't we? And yeah, left yeah. Jamal Chase one-on-one versus Charverius Ward. Like, that's the type of stuff that can't happen. Mm. this time around like you need to coach you need to coach a clean game and you need to get pressure against Joe Burrow because if you're not going to coach a clean game in the secondary and you're not going to get any pressure on Joe Burrow then he's just going to stand there and go I've got all day I'll wait for one of my all-star type receivers T Higgins or Tyler Boyd or Jamar Chase or Joe Mixon out the backfield one of these superstars to get open Mm. and if that does happen it's going to be the longest day for the Chiefs defence well it might not be a long day to be honest because they might just score points at will in like five seconds like they did last year against us like it's just going to be such a hard day for the Chiefs defence and if they do put the offence in a hole I do worry if we can go toe-to-toe with an offence like that. Basically, that sounds like... I, I shouldn't be saying stuff like this. Every I time think... I say stuff like this, it comes back to bite me on the ass. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to carry on that sentence. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not being reactionary. The problem with the NFL, right, and this is a problem I have with the NFL in general, mm. 
we react too much on what we saw last week. Yeah, it's recency bias, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And and I'm not doing it. I'm going off what we've seen all season. Mahomes has been excellent. I'm not not going off a brain fart day against the Rams in a sleepy hour ahead on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon when no one could be bothered to watch or be there. Just because they were bad there. The Chiefs, the Chiefs offense is going to be fine. Don't talk yourself into it, Tom. They're like, stop being scared. We, we have done this a few times. Like, literally, this is a one-man podcast at the moment where I'm just me talking to my thoughts. Like, literally, <laughs> that is all it is. Take the I've mic, got, Tom. Off you go. I've got, I've got Devil Patrick Mahomes on one shoulder and I've got Angel Patrick Mahomes on the other. Say, like, honestly, right now, just talking into my ear, saying, one of them saying, yeah, bad mouth me again. You know what happens. The other one saying, go on, please praise me. Please praise me. I, I just, I don't know. I don't like the Patrick I, Mahomes impressions there. They were a bit crap, mate. They yeah, yeah. Crap, I, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Now, the Chiefs offense is going to be fine. Just skip what I just said the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I think that will lead us nicely to uh, predictions then. Um, I've said it already. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think it's going to get a nervy game. Um, so I've gone for Chiefs 28, Bengals 27. I think there'll be a lot more points than that. Um, really? A lot more? Yeah. yeah, I do. First of all, I hope I get to see this game, but I can't promise it. <laughs> um, my first prediction is that England will beat Senegal 3-1. Um, all right, okay. And USA will lose 2-1 to Holland yeah. or the Netherlands. Um, my, my, my third prediction is that... The Chiefs will win this game 35-34. Oh, so we've both gone for kind of like one yeah. point difference. One point win. You've gone for an absolute classic there. Yeah. No, I'm going to change that. 38-34. That's what I'm going for. I mean, it is in Cincinnati as well. So yeah. it could be yeah. it could be the crowd is on their side a lot more than uh Yeah, 38 34. The Chiefs will win. And if they if they win Sunday, you might as well just lock up that AFC buy and and the and the MVP and the MVP absolutely yeah I, I think so I I think uh, I do think Mahomes it will cement it even more I mean I know we said it a couple of weeks ago when uh, you know mm. you pretty much tied up the AFC West again but I think this time I think it'll cement it even more it'll just add to that that you know that bow of his that he's just building up where it's the MVP race is just going to be solely down to him eventually. Yeah. Um, and I think beating Joe Bur- Burrow, getting that monkey off your back is the way to do it and uh, yeah. just overcoming your demons. Yeah. And I'm just glad I had like a mini intervention in the middle of the podcast where <laughs> I stopped myself from saying stupid things about the Chiefs offense. You you, you have good. talked yourself into that. Mind you, I did that when I was, when the Jags were rolling into town, I was a bit wobbly then, wasn't I? Yeah. So we, we we're allowed to have every now and then. You just need a reminder, didn't you? You just need to you need to slap yourself across the face, have a wash, like just do something to wake yourself up, and just like actually, Tom, you're talking rubbish. Yeah, stick to what you know because I wouldn't talk like this in front of my friends. No chance. Oh like, no! In, in front of my friends, my homes is the best thing to ever happen to this earth, and yeah. like I will never, I will never doubt him in front we'll of my we'll friends. Yeah, but. For whatever reason, I'll get onto this podcast. Whether it's we're trying to create content, I'm not too sure. Trying to create a com- topic of conversation, I'm not too sure. Maybe I'm going on Skip Bayless with us. Yeah! But for whatever reason, we get onto this podcast and this recency bias thing kicks in. Yeah. And whenever the Chiefs start to do a little bit bad, I start to doubt them. And I just need to get out of that habit. Yeah. I need to break. I need to kick the habit about <laughs> doubting Patrick Mahomes because it's not good for me. It's not yeah. good. It just makes me look like a fool. One thing we've got to point out as well is uh, he's a new dad again, isn't he? 
Patrick Holmes. Patrick Holmes the third or bronze, should we call him? Um, is in the world, so he's he's gonna want to get a dub for for little bronze, isn't he? Yeah, he should yeah. do the um the baby carry. Yeah, he should the baby celebration. Uh, celebration. Yeah. yeah, he should. Yeah, that, yeah don't try be... filled in him, Skymore. <laughs> Can you imagine that? No, on, no. Let's um, not. Let's not. No, let's not. No. Uh, right. Okay, then. Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, if you've enjoyed this week's show, then please tell us about it by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, reviews are read out by Pete Sweeney on the editor's show, and we also like to give reviews a bit of a shout-out here or two on the uh, the Great British Chiefs show. So if you've got a review, hit it on the, uh, the Apple Podcasts. Um, and we'll we'll obviously read it out. Wherever you're watching the Chiefs game on Sunday, get loud, have a great weekend, and make sure you get all your Chiefs news and content from arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.